Hello and welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from the Ontario Library Association. I'm your host, Michelle Arbuckle, and today we are talking about a topic very dear to my heart, one that I think is of utmost importance in library land, and that is hiring. Uh, I have been involved in hiring processes for early career librarians, library assistants, student assistants, project managers, department managers, and directors, and I'm always fascinated by the process, and I'm always fascinated even more by the assumptions that some of my co-interviewers bring into the room. Um, I probably, like you, was never formally trained in this process by library school or by any HR department on how to how to interview or how to adjust an interview based on the type of position that we're hiring for. In the past, most of those positions I've hired for all follow the same process and for the most part, some of them even ask the same questions. But over my 20 years in this profession and the many interviews that I've been part of, I've come to learn every organization approaches this differently. For me, there are two reasons why we as library professionals uh, really wanna take this issue seriously. And the first, which we're gonna talk about today, is that a bad interview process or bad questions, it's going to make it very difficult for you to hire the right person for the job. But the second is your interview process, kind of like a bad date, it's going to follow you, it's gonna tarnish your reputation and it's going to affect the pool of future candidates at your organization. Because I think we all know library land talks, we talk about the jobs we're applying for, how interviews go, how long it takes for a library to respond, whether positive or negatively. And most importantly, we talk about how the interview process makes us feel. Um, so I think that it's a really important thing for us to pay attention to. We've spent a lot of time over the past few years talking to people who are being interviewed on how to market themselves, position themselves in interviews. But I think it's equally important for us to look at the people doing the hiring and ask questions about how we're preparing ourselves for that. So today I am very excited to be speaking with Rochelle Mazar about her tips for hiring. Rochelle and I spoke on a panel a few years ago at the OLA conference about this very topic, and it was really fascinating to get her perspective. Uh, Rochelle is the assistant director at the Irving K. Barber Learning Center at the University of British Columbia Library. Thanks for joining us today, Rochelle. And I'm delighted. I'm delighted to be here. This is such a, we've already cracked this nut a few different ways. There's so many elements of this for us to talk about. There really is. Um, and I think the reason there's so much for us to talk about is because for so many organizations, this is a thing, like unless you're in HR proper, this is a thing we just don't I don't know, it's not at the top of our priority list a lot of the time. And unless we go through a process where something really disastrous happens, then we just kind of go along and keep doing the same thing. I know I've yep. been you know, accused of that and, and stuck in that similar rut. Oh spot. yeah. Well, and every, the time when you, ha yeah, and the time when you start doing this work, when you're about to get, jump into interviews, you rarely have time to be reflective about it. It's usually like, all right, done, and go. Uh, and I know the first time I did this, I had three at the same time, and, and there really wasn't a lot of time. And the, I think the other piece I've been reflecting on more recently is that if you, uh, when you aren't familiar, when it's brand new, as you've noted, we're rarely trained to do this, um, that you don't know the difference between a, a useful insight and an ignorant opinion, you know? So you jump right. into an into a, this is how we've always done this here, interview process. It's, it's really difficult to know 
which pieces mm-hmm. to flag when it all looks weird to you. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, I think we end up just repeating the exact same things over and over and over again, as you said, even the exact same questions. Uh, so that was, yeah. yeah. And that was the piece I would have been, have been reflecting on uh, recently of where do you get, what are, what are those questions that, that will help yeah. you as one piece of this? Again, we could do a whole series just on this. We really could. A whole, <laughs> a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, and so you, because I know you, um, you are, I think the technical term is shit disturber, um, <laughs> but you're a real... Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. You like to uh, break things and figure out how to put them back together is, yep. is a different way of saying that. <laughs> and so you, you did not number your list. Um, typically, we do do a top five list here, Oops. and I was, I was informed that it is not a numbered list. That's totally fine. Um, so we're just going to go through a list of questions that you think or, or prompts, prompts and ideas of how to build your questions uh, to help you make the right hire. Is that right? Correct. Uh, sorry. Yes, that's exactly. Never bra- never following the rules. I did try. So as we, you know, in preparation for this to come up with, and I think I started it, the, the document is actually called interview questions. And then I immediately mm-hmm. am asking myself like, okay, well, wait, <sighs> we've tried this so many times. And I know Michelle and I have, we, we have done this where we've said, okay, let's collect all the, our best questions. And then we put it out mm-hmm. to a group and say, give us your best questions. And every time, I, and I actually just did it last week again, um, there's a weird hollowness that comes, I find, from looking at a list of people's questions. And I've been mm-hmm. sort of thinking about why that's the case. Like, why is there no perfect list, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it occurs to me now that it is always going to be a bit hit and miss. Uh, because mm-hmm. it, it really is about you and your organization and this role. Uh, and how do you how do you um, find that question that's going to get you what you want? So I think one of the yeah. things I wanted to point out here is that um, it isn't so much that there's a perfect list we can just hand people, but there is. It's like now trying to develop a recipe for writing mm-hmm. those questions that you need, and then I then you you know you'll come to have the core um, the trunks of questions. Yep. So yeah. I'm kind of talking about trunks. <laughs> trunks got it okay top five trunks um but you know i think it's also handy to go through this because then you have an idea of the process the iterative Mm -hmm. process that you need to go through for each position that you're hiring for exactly you know there's not going to be one approach there's not going to be you know these are the five questions we're going to ask every time or at least there shouldn't be yeah exactly exactly um yeah and so so this is yeah let's go Oh, go no, let's do it. I started thinking okay. about just like the first piece of that recipe or the first the, the roots mm-hmm. of that of that of that question is uh, remembering that the interview is not going to tell you about skills other than public speaking or listening or interviewing skills essentially. That's all mm-hmm. you can really glean from that interview. So just know that up front that you're not going to get a list from from the, of skills from this and you're not going to get a list of um, you know, your job, you have a CV there for a reason. So you have the list of um, jobs a person has had. You can Mm -hmm. get more details about that. But anytime you're creating your interview questions, looking to get something you already know, uh, then just like, okay, that's not making good use of your time. So let's remember what an interview question can actually do for you. And really what that is, I think at, at its core is understanding what that candidate thinks the role is about, how they envision that work, um, how they, uh, what they value, and how mm-hmm. they um, understand 
um, librarianship and its values and then how they interact with people a little bit, but that's in a very formal context. So if you're designing your questions based on what you can actually learn from that, that's going to cut down mm -hmm. some of your <laughs> energy and time. Sometimes we just go through a list of skills and say, okay, tell us about metadata. You know, tell us about your experience with metadata. Like, well, you already know right. that probably um, yeah. based on the CV. So be careful about repeating that. Um, the next yeah. piece is, is your question letting your the candidate know uh, or tell you? Or is it letting them tell you what it is you want to know? And I think this is something mm -hmm. like we sometimes ask questions that don't actually give room to find out what we mm -hmm. want to know. So we're like letting the question lead us in a weird way. And that my, my example of this is actually an exam question where um, first year undergrad, I had an instructor give us an exam question that was compared to authors. So I was being very literal and I saw compared to authors and I literally compared Emily Dickinson, the person with T.S. Eliot, the person, because it says compare to authors, not compare the work of two authors. So right. is your question leading somebody to do something that you don't actually want them to do? So that's part of it. And that happens a lot. Um, and I know in a recent interview I had, um, I was asked, they were looking for somebody um, who, who had a sophisticated understanding of technology, but the questions they were asking me were like, do you have experience with Drupal? Do you have experience with WordPress? Like, yes. What do you want, like, what yeah. do you want to know? What do you actually yeah. want to know? That doesn't help you. It's not getting you the question, not getting you the answer you want, and it's not giving me room to understand um, how to give you the answer you want. So that's, that's one of those, yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of those questions where it's my hope, if that ever happens, that the person being interviewed will actually call out and say, what is it you're hoping to get from me from this answer? Because I've right. done that a few times where someone's asked a really basic question or a question that kind of didn't make sense. And, you know, what 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 expectation, you know, what, what is your expectation from, yeah. from this question? Oh, man, that's brutal. I'm just thinking as an interviewer how hard that would be to hear yeah. you know but like good for you and yes exactly a candidate oh the amount of confidence required to ask that yeah that's saying true. something that's saying something i mean that's in true. a way that's kind of interesting if what you want to know is are you dealing with a candidate who will do that yeah then i guess true. you could do it deliberately oh, God, how manipulative <laughs> is that though it is Dang. but you know what fundamentally a lot of this is and i think that's yeah. what as you start really dissecting those questions you realize just how much it is like it is a bit mm -hmm. of a it's a test in a way it's always a test that in, a, in yeah. a strange but just know what you're testing when you do it yeah. you know yeah. so that's the key yeah. thing um i spent okay. some time thinking about so that's where just some background stuff really but like mm -hmm. That for primary trunk of a question is in the why did you apply for this job range mm -hmm. of questions. And there's a whole mm -hmm. um, series of those that you can ask. Um, I think one of the more common ones is uh, what attracted you to this position, um, mm -hmm. which I have to say the word attracted in there just throws me off every time. It's just such a mm, weird okay. <laughs> thing to be talking about in an, in an interview context. But I mean, the concept I think is really good, actually. And it, it occurs to me that I really think you can probably get everything you need to know out of that series of questions of just getting mm -hmm. at what is it that is appealing about this role or t tell us about the elements of this role that drew you to apply to it. Yeah, especially I think for more senior positions, like if you got a really junior entry level library position, the reality is their answer is because I need a job. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. If you're hiring a director where they're coming from somewhere else, you definitely want to know, like, why are you mm -hmm. giving up this secure, you know, 
position that you've had for how many years to come like what is the attractiveness of that yeah and you know what you raise a really good point there that i think we should we should embrace a little more um there is a real answer in that question why did you apply for this Mm -hmm. job because i need a job because (laughs) i'm in a toxic environment which 60 percent of academic librarians report that they are so like it's really it's it's disingenuous for us to pretend that we don't know that that there's a there are core honest reasons for why people apply for jobs and we're pretending there aren't and i think that some of the way we fra- like it would be useful to remember that when you phrase your question because i think there's a way to say you know and i that's what i think some of this why did you apply thing um asks you to be dishonest because there are the mm-hmm. the answers you won't give mm-hmm. in an interview and we all know that but if you lead Um, framing your question knowing that it doesn't mean you have to say it but even saying as I say like tell us about the elements that drew you to this role in particular sort of allows you to like yes I know you're on the market for your own personal reasons and we don't have to get into that but I acknowledge that you know that some of that Mm -hmm. wording kind of does that work does that lifting right Um, it at least starts you off um, at a place to be honest and not asking Mm -hmm. for a dishonest performance and I think when your first questions sort of are grounded in that interview performance, you're just gonna stay in pure interview performance throughout. So yeah. um, some honesty, you can't build too much trust in the space of an hour of an interview or whatever, 40 minutes or 30 minutes, but a li- you can do quite a bit more work than you might imagine um, yeah. of that trust building. And, and I, I feel like, you know, we didn't talk about this off the top, but we talked about this in our panel about um, sharing interview questions ahead of time. And again, oh, yeah. I know people have different thoughts on this depending on the level of the role and you know you want to catch someone in the moment as opposed to having them prepare in advance. But this is the kind of thing that um, I think I think you can learn so much more from giving them some time to really think about that. Oh my gosh for this. Answer. Yes. It, that is something in the time when I was most heavily recruiting and most heavily doing a lot of hires, it just didn't occur to me to do it. And I'm sorry that it didn't because I think this is a brilliant idea. And now I've seen some other processes where they've given some of the questions, but not all. So you can kind of go mm-hmm. both ways on that one. And um, I love this idea. And I know I'm a little, as we continue to speak, there's a few kinds of trunks of questions that I think would really benefit from giving them in advance too. Um, okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, I think you can give them all. I don't think there's any reason not to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, what a great, yeah, as you said, that's a real trust builder. It does actually up the stakes because it, it, there's mm-hmm. a presumption that you're going to prepare and everything else. So it's Absolutely. like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. it's a kindness and not a kindness at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no, you can't, the candidate can't act surprised at any point in it, but you know, <laughs> that's, it's, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and I think this is the yeah. kind of thing too, like when, again, that whole, in this area of um, why this role to keep mm-hmm. in mind um, what you're after. Why are you asking? Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. you're asking because you wanna see if the person, uh, what the candidate wants to do and the way they see this role is the way you see this role. And if they, so, and I, I my experience of this is that 90% of the time, you know whether this is um, a candidate you wanna pursue based on these mm-hmm. questions alone. That. Uh, what would be most challenging to you in this role? What parts of this role would you require more support? What elements of this role are new to you? Which part of this role do you think would become most easily to you? All mm-hmm. those are in the same sort of family of, of these, why did you apply for this job 
um, questions, but you can kind of go different angles to get different perspectives on it. But that will tell you. And I know that there will be times where a candidate will tell you what they like about this role is the opposite of what you want that person doing. Yeah. And so like you just know immediately like this Mm -hmm. is not going to work because they don't they're not going to like the job that this actually is. And they're not you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get them to be doing the kind of work you want them to be doing. Like it it kind of comes pretty quickly from those kinds of questions. So I think you could it would be interesting to do an entire interview based exclusively on that trunk of questions. And it would probably work, Mm. I think, actually. Yeah. uh, oh, and then I have my 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 negative advice. Negative advice, advice the not to, is mm-hmm. um, why are you leaving your current position, or why did you leave right. your last position? Which I don't think is asked a lot anymore, mm-hmm. um, but I it, I have seen it, and I just genuinely would like to um, flag that one for people because why? What are you asking, and why yeah. do you want to know, and what value are you going to get from this? Because mainly what you're going to hear about is somebody else's. Um, the environment that they're in more than anything about them in particular. Yeah. So, and you're really setting them up for, like, trust is the issue there, right? I mean, like I said yeah. off the top, like, library land, we talk. I mean, obviously this process is, there's confidentiality in all of these processes, but I'm never going to want to, you know, say something about, my director or about mm-hmm. someone that I work with in this process because I don't know where that's going to land and you don't want to set mm-hmm. somebody up for that. Nope. Basically, if you ask a question like this, you're you're testing to see how beautifully they can lie. Right. <laughs> that's really right. all it is. And I mean, there that may well be something you value. Like, yeah, is sure. this about testing political acumen to yeah. say, can you construct a lie that I mean that's just true I mean people don't it's hard to leave a job so you do it I mean and the people will give you a beautiful answer but you know it's never that simple it's not simple for any of us to leave any positions Mm -hmm. so you know this would yeah that's it's it's very complicated and if that is what the most of the time I don't think we're testing for that kind of skill no. I would hope not. <laughs> so yeah, but again, that's it, it is worth considering. What am I going to learn from this answer? And and yeah. uh, that may actually just be our curiosity. And this just isn't Absolutely. the place for that yeah. kind of curiosity. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not really going to yeah. give ask, you anything. Ask them too once you've hired them. Maybe they'll. Tell yeah, you. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I'm sure it's always going to be a complicated story, and it may well be a very personal yeah. story. And again, you, do and, you really want to hear about and somebody's? Harmful. Like you know, there could be something mm-hmm. really emotionally um, sensitive yeah. there for them. So yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, wanna... or you know, it's very personal. Like spouse is. Or, yeah, you know, there the people uh, uh, fleeing um, difficult family relationships. Like, it's just not, it's too big a can of worms. It's fraught. Um, it's definitely fraught. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and it doesn't doesn't really help your, your process here. Um, yeah. They're not going to tell you, you know what, it's because I'm, I'm a really difficult person to work with. That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get that. So, <laughs> like, there's no Probably point. Probably not. <laughs> no. Um, so the next piece there is uh, the difference between, a, I was thinking about, you know, you've got to go over the job itself, the role itself, mm-hmm. and what is it that that job needs to do, and what questions are you framing that are going to get you some understanding of values and vision and um, ideas or um, experience, if, uh, whatever it is you are looking for based on that mm-hmm. position. The, the, the danger is if you get too specific. So the too specific 
um, isn't always going to get you the answer you want. I mentioned the, the, the technology question. Like, mm-hmm. have you used this particular content management system? Uh, that's a very, again, it's, you can't get skills through this. So I can tell you, if I've never heard of that content management system, I can say, oh, yeah, for sure. And then after the interview, I can go spend a couple hours and not have lied. I've, I have not done that. Absolutely. I'm a bad liar. I but I mean, <laughs> I definitely interviewed for a role where they asked if I knew PeopleSoft, which I'm oh. assuming, I, I don't even remember. I think it was like a scheduling <laughs> Oh yeah, um, and I lied my ass off. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I had I had definitely Googled it, and I remember calling some colleagues in another organization, being like, do you know what this is? Tell me about it. And then, I mean, okay, I, I guess I just I I made an extended fib where I was like, I know all about it. I know it does this and this and this. <laughs> Maybe I didn't go so far as to say I had never used it, but I definitely didn't say that out loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, the the irony of that is like, if they asked you. Okay, what do you actually want to know there, right? Is is this person mm-hmm. able to just like are they familiar with the software? Well, what's more interesting is what do you do when you were asked to use a piece of software you've never heard of? And you exactly. just like what you actually did for that interview is more valuable than the yes. you know. So that's that's kind of more interesting. Um, in terms of technology, it occurred to me that I was trying to understand because I have been asked that question. I gave an answer. I knew it wasn't what they were after, but not knowing the organization well enough. Like, what do you mm-hmm. really want to know? I know, I, as you were saying, I love the idea of just asking. Like, what are you actually trying to get at? <laughs> um, and I was thinking now, in retrospect, of like, what answer would have told them, now that I understand the role and the, the issue, mm-hmm. what, what question could they have asked me to get? Because what they wanted was a sophisticated um, understanding of how these tools, not how the tools work, how technology can be a solution and be able to yeah. sort of address the gap between IT and libraries. That's that's sort of re- the realm of the question they wanted to yes. ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, how would you evaluate that in an interview? Um, so that's been, that's been rolling around in my head. I still don't know the answer to that. I did once um, have, during an interview, a, an, a literal skills test, like a, a paper mm-hmm. skills test where I was asked to write out the HTML code for a table. And I do not know what value that was, but mm-hmm. I do remember, and there were the various other questions in there, but I think I did at one point say, I know exactly who I would ask, or I know exactly where I would go to, to like copy and paste this. So I would like, mm-hmm. what, why are you asking me something that a reference mm-hmm. source would fill in? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. Um, so I exactly. see the drive to try and like demonstrate something so that you can tell you're not lying, but see what, what that, how that lands. You're telling yeah. me that you, you believe that I'm probably gonna lie if, if you ask me if I know HTML, you know? Which yeah. as a yeah. librarian, I'm not sure why you're asking me that anyway, but okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we used to ask, um, do you prefer PC or Mac? Which, you know, keep your rotten tomatoes away from my face. I can see everyone throwing them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we, I mean, we were a Mac-based environment, so I guess we were just kind of preparing them. But mm. what's someone going to say, I can never work on a Mac. I'm only, pe-, like, you know, yeah. how are you going to respond to that? If you've done a brilliant interview up to that part, we're not yeah. going to turn you away for preferring a PC at that point. Yeah, that's, that's, it is, and we don't think about it. It's just the stuff, and it is like, if we want, because yeah. at what point there is a question like that saying, look, 
I just need you to know this about the job. Like then yes. just say that, right? Like just need, exactly. you should know that we're a Mac workplace. We can work around that if you need, but that's just true. Yep. Like they're just, yeah, I know it's, it's like interesting. Like that could be in the description. It could be in, you know, yeah. in the information you've given them about the organization. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a question. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could do a whole episode just on technology related questions and in interviews because I don't think we are particularly adept at getting at these answers. And as right. I, as somebody who's trying to talk about this today, I wasn't sure. I know the what I was sort of came up with, I was sort of like, here's how about a question like this? Um, IT and librarians are often coming from very different places with very different jargon and expectations. Have you experienced this gap and how have you addressed it or how have you um that might get you somewhere in terms of understanding how people but again it's very specific to somebody in a role like mine where you know Mm -hmm. you need to have you have to do that kind of work so yeah yeah, i don't know but still like we have to have a very sophisticated understanding of the role in order to even think to ask that question which is yeah but i mean what you're getting that there is really around how you communicate and how you develop relationships and how you know how you problem solve when it comes to building relationships or Mm -hmm. do you are you a steamroller or are you um you know (laughs) are you lying under the steamroller like you know what is your approach when um this yes it's a specific example but i think it happens it's happened to me in every single role so you know i'm sure people have examples of it um and yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great one to get a, an experiential um, anecdote. Yeah, yeah. Another um, I, again thinking about that specificity and how do you get to that? I've saw I, I've seen um, one really um, interesting way to address this. This is in a, a sort of an instructional or subject librarian context, where um, uh, instead of just sort of asking. Uh, the, you know, how do you do X and Y, or how would you handle this sort of assignment? We actually had the fact there's a faculty member on the committee, and mm-hmm. they pulled out an assignment that they're actually doing, and mm-hmm. um, and gave the the candidates the actual assignment and the contact information for that faculty member in like a time slot to talk. So their question was like, give us some ideas for how we could Im- incorporate some you know some some resources or something right. work with this assignment and tell us what you mm-hmm. would do with it so that it was really you know on the ground it's not a question about it. it's just go ahead and do this um, yeah. I know there's some fear that like are we asking you to do labor this was just part of the yeah. but at, at least it lets people shine when they can show instead of saying like I'm really imaginative I'm really interested in active learning like okay show us you can actually show what you mean you know the thing that I just saw on Twitter this week mm. that I think fits well in here that I thought was really interesting? Someone posted that um, they, instead of requesting cover letters, have been giving candidates the option to create either a slide deck or a TikTok. And is that how we say it? A TikTok? Oh, I'm showing my age. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, they're giving people <laughs> options of how to um, give you a sense of who they are. That isn't just the cover letter and that in order in, in doing that it has opened up you know the number the diversity of the candidates that are applying you know the different the different levels but also it's helping them really um, get a sense of who the person is through that which is you know ultimately I think what the cover letter has intended to do but failed at miserably because we're also we're just looking at fonts and white space at this point you know um, but what a great idea. Um, I personally love a cover letter, but maybe I'm just, 
I like words and I'm old school like that. But yeah. Anyway, all that said. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. The idea of opening that up. I hadn't thought mm-hmm. about that either, actually. But mm-hmm. that's, that, there's a whole other episode. Um, yeah, more and um, jumping to the other classic trunk of questions is the tell us about a time. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us about a time when you X, Y, or Z. So I think you can go through your uh, job description, uh, your job ad, and pick out those pieces that you would really like to hear more about experience in certain yeah. areas and frame a tell us about a, a tell us about a time. The the my I think these are great and they're great to give in advance so that people can really think through. I was just gonna say almost <laughs> mandatory. Tell us yeah. about a times because the most excruciating point of that interview for everyone is the time between when you ask it and the time when they answer it because you know it could even if it's. 20 seconds (laughs) it is the longest 20 seconds of all of your lives it's excruciating so please yes give tell us about a times in advance oh man yeah that it uh, yeah especially it's it's like for people especially and i you know and particularly for people who already you're you know a more senior candidate where they've got many years to sort of filter through especially because you know and the people have said over and over again don't return to the same project don't return to the same Mm -hmm. part of your job or whatever like what (laughs) it's like all right so now have keep the diversity of your own career in your mind at all times during your interview like that's not easy that's not no, easy not. to do. <laughs> so yeah, I think those getting those in advance really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but those, but I think they are really useful because they let people tell you about their own successes and their own perspective on what they've done. My and my other caveat about it is I've seen tell us about a times with brand new librarians, and that's mm-hmm. not totally fair. Um, so yeah. I think the the other way around that. And I know it's true that new librarians or new library staff do have other life experiences. It's true, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And um, but another way to think of that is that same scenario. Um, to what might we? How might we X or Y? Or like if you were, um, if you had uh, this great opportunity, how would you? The exp- the imaginative side of that question, just like what did you do in the past? What might you do? That those what might you do's can give you so much insight into a person and the way that they think and the, and their values and their goals and sort of, again, how they see the role. Um, yeah. I, I know I, I once saw, um, we had a, a candidate brand new, straight out of library school. She missed, well, I want to say she misread, but she didn't misread. She took a piece of uh, jargon that was specific to the organization and read it, um, defined it in a particular way that made total sense, but it wasn't the way we were defining it in the organization, mm-hmm. and did a presentation on um, on the assumption that her definition was correct. And it was brilliant. Mm. It was brilliant. Mm. So like she imagined something that we had not from a direction we hadn't imagined. And I thought this this candidate is amazing because like it's a little bit wrong sure but I still learned so much about her and what she was um imagining so what she was what where she would put her feet and I think right. that there's a lot um to be said for the and I, I know the worst part is I saw a different candidate do a whole presentation on an idea for uh, working with a faculty member um and the last question after the presentation was so when that when you did that what happened with x and y and the candidate had to say oh i've never done this 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like the, the thing ended right there. And I felt so bad for her because like, no, 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 no. It's OK. It's fine. This was great. And it's OK that you. So I did jump in to say it's fine, by the way, like that is great. And it's good that you mm-hmm. did that work. But like, what a terrible way to end an interview yeah. on the assumption yeah. that you only ever talk about things you've done. But it's right. OK to talk about things you would do. And actually, I think we yeah. could we could really um, explore a good question based on that. Like, hey, you were yeah. just handed five million dollars to do this. This thing. Where do you start? Where do you start? Yeah. What's the first thing you do? Like, how much would you learn from a candidate by how they answer that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, here's an interesting question that I have been asked and I was surprised by. Um, mm-hmm. The question was, have you ever disagreed with your supervisor? Mm-hmm. And I'm still wondering, I should loop back and ask that question, like, what were you, what were you trying to learn here? Because I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued. And I mean, because, again, it's one of those questions that has a real answer, of course, mm-hmm. who hasn't yeah. disagreed with their supervisor? Of course, everyone's disagreed yeah. with their supervisor. So are you testing to see whether I'll admit that? Or do right. you want to know? I think, I think what they wanted was we, they wanted somebody who was disagreeing, like who would voice their disagreement and would oh, put their ideas on the table. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so they wanted to hear how I'd done that in the past and how I managed that. But it was a very interesting question. At first, I was like, oof, I think you're really asking me about my supervisor. But I realized after, like, no, you're you're not. I think you are asking about me. You're asking about who I am as a person. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. interesting question. It wasn't just have you disagreed, but it was have you disagreed um, and what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Yeah, because it feels like it feels like a question about the supervisor. But yeah, I think it's a question about me. And I, I was intrigued by that one. I, I was surprised yeah. by it. Kind of gets at, you know, a, level, a certain level of confidence or ability to express dissent or, you know, mm-hmm. thoughts that might be different from mm-hmm. the way the organization thinks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's interesting. And I mean, yeah. And I know when I answered it, because it it's, a, it's a sort of uncomfortable, it is an yeah. uncomfortable question to answer. Absolutely. But that that I I know as a person answering it, I followed up with like, here's the structure basically. Like here, there's a time and a place for disagreeing. And then when a decision is made, you know, that disagreement has to take a back seat. And now I still like, is that what you wanted to hear or not? Like, I don't know. It, it was, I'm, I'm intrigued by that one. I thought that that was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And finally, I don't know if you've all had this, uh, the, in your place there, um, mm-hmm. the, the, mand- the mandatory diversity question. Okay. And I, I'm very conflicted about these, not conflicted about diversity work, but about what it means to have the question. I think the question is there to show the candidate that we care about diversity more than it is mm-hmm. about trying to learn something about the candidate's approach to diversity work. Because generally what I've seen is sort of like, tell us about your commitment to diversity. Like, what, it, what are we mm-hmm. learning or what are they supposed to say? Yeah. I'm committed. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a I've seen I can take? exactly yeah or like have you done professional development in this world like if you want to know that then ask that mm-hmm. and again brand mm-hmm. new people you may not have had that opportunity I've seen mm-hmm. another version of that question that is more like um, what techniques do you use to walk mm-hmm. in someone else's shoes or something mm-hmm. like that and like okay that's maybe maybe yep. that's getting there a little more closely um uh, yeah I, this is I think this needs a little more thinking yeah. on all of us. Um, I mean, because I like what, again, coming back to, are you getting an answer that actually has value? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to know? Can you accept feedback yeah. without lashing out? Can you, um, are you okay mm-hmm. with change? Mm-hmm. Are you open to learning new things? Are you open to being called out for things? Mm-hmm. How do you react you, when called out? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
And I guess the other danger of these questions is they are assuming the candidate is white. They pretty much always do. And so what does it mean when you have a person of color in your interview pool and you have to have to ask all the same questions and you end up asking a person of color how they are committed to Mm -hmm. making the profession less white, basically like, well, this Mm -hmm. is awkward. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really awkward. So I think like those questions need to be reconsidered. And they're sort of part, all almost become part of the problem when they're designed on the presumption that all your candidates are white. Right. Um, yeah. 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 So, and finally, just to, to, I suppose, wrap that up, I think one of the ways, because here I haven't, we've talked a lot about these trunks of questions. They have mm-hmm. many directions they can go. Um, but I think one of the ways to, uh, the recipe for constructing this is to write down what it is you want to know in your own language, plain language, not interview language, not question language, mm-hmm. and then go back and rewrite them when you've got your areas in place. Yeah, um, you know, because in some ways we get a bit we get a bit um, wrapped up in the language of how an interview sounds and how interview questions yeah. sound without thinking, mm-hmm. like you're saying about Mac or PC, like we end up mm-hmm. not thinking about the fact that the answer isn't going to help us and our time is limited. Yeah. And, you know, I have found it always helpful. Uh, a few times I've gone through and, and, you know, met with the other interview uh, panelists ahead of time to go through the questions and ask, okay, like what's a gold star answer to this question? Just yeah. so we're all on the same page. Like what are we looking for? And it's not only helpful just to get everyone on the same page, but it's also helpful because if the candidate doesn't give you the answer you're looking for, kind of hedges it, then there's it's more likely that someone in the room is going to probe a little more. So you're not just yeah. going to give up, you know, if they just kind of... Um, you know, flub it or if they don't understand the question. So, you know, so that everybody can kind of be working towards the same goal there, I think. That's a good idea. That's really good practice. Well, thank you so much, Rochelle. I've appreciated your your time, your thoughts, your um, getting all these things down on paper for us to talk about. And uh, I feel a series coming on. So uh, let's, I'm in. let's continue the discussion another day. Sounds um, good. But that's all the time we have for today's chapter. So thank you so much, Rochelle, for joining us. Thank you. Uh, we hope that you have enjoyed our conversation today. If you have something that you love that you'd like to bring to the Library Land Loves table, then please reach out to me. I would love to chat and hear more. And my contact info is here in the show notes. Please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and please tell a friend about us so that we can all share in what Library Land loves. Bye-bye.